The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the Totally Useless Information Podcast with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. And today we will share some science stuff. Travel the globe with geography. And everyone's favorite, and I mean everyone's favorite, sex. Ooh, and dreams. And we'll open up the mailbag. Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 20. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He equals nothing. It's science, science, science. A year on Mercury... The planet of Mercury lasts only 88 days. That's due to its slow rotation, so a day lasts twice as long on Mercury. That means if you could stand on the surface of Mercury, it would take you 176 Earth days for the sun to rise and set and rise again to the same place in the sky just once. That's what Mercury has in common with marriage. <laughs> One year feels like 20. <laughs> so you, 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 so then you're married like 72 years then. Yes, and 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 loving every minute of it, honey. You heard that? Okay. We think of Earth as a perfect sphere, like a little round marble, blue marble. But in reality, because Earth has two poles, one on the north and one, of course, on the south pole, they oppose each other with gravity and they pull, but they don't actually pull. They, they more or less push towards the center. So the equator kind of gets bulged out. So it's not round, but kind of round, but bulgy at the center, kind of like me. <laughs> after so many years of marriage of course surgeons who play video games for at least three hours a week make less mistakes according to some research they found that doctors made 37 percent less mistakes in laparoscopic surgery and performed a task 20 percent faster than their counterparts who did not play video games According to Dr. Butch Rosser at Beth Israel Medical Center, that's his name, Dr. James Butch Rosser, he said... Three names. Three names. He's got three names. That's right, J Dr. <laughs> James Butch Rosser, and a doctor in front of it. He says, I use the same hand-eye coordination to play video games as I use for surgery. What I want to know is, did they start out by playing the game Operation? Yeah, exactly. And then somebody's like... Well, I went for a kidney surgery. Everything went great. But now I have this controller uh, stuck inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. keep hearing. Dur -dur 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 <laughs> yeah. And now everyone refers to me as Mario. <laughs> Mario, how old is the Earth? Well, researchers calculate by dating some of the oldest rocks and meteorites to that the Earth is approximately 4.54 billion years old. 
Okay, by the way, Nick, the oldest rock to date are found in Canada, and they're in the Hudson Bay in Quebec. They are the oldest rocks that they have dated so far on Earth. Yeah, I, I've, I've dated a lot of old rocks in my day. some of them were so big they seemed to roll (laughs) (laughs) holding the hand of a loved one to comfort them really helps reduce pain dr pavel goldstein a postdoctoral pain researcher at the university of boulder colorado he conducted this research his team found that when an empathetic partner holds the hand of a woman in pain for example their heart and respiratory rates sink and her pain dissipates. The more empathetic the partner is, the stronger the analgesic effect and the higher the synchronization between the two when they're touching. Researchers examined 22 couples as part of the study into interpersonal synchronization where individuals began to physiologically mirror the people that they were with, including their footsteps. That's how amazing that is. Yeah. So $12 trillion a year in medical research. And what do we have? Doctors telling us, hold hands and skip down the street. (laughs) In that order. Wow. (laughs) Yes, we have earthquakes on Earth. But did you know that the moon has moonquakes? No. Yes. The moon is not as dead as it looks. Because of the tidal forces of the earth, when the tides are pushing and pulling, sometimes it shifts the crust of the moon and creates moonquakes. Okay? The same thing happens with my pants after I eat broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and how many craters do you develop after a certain period of time? There's a lot of patches on those pants, <laughs> but go ahead. You burn more calories sleeping than watching TV. There are many, many ways of burning calories like laughing, kissing, drinking, and even chewing gum. But in terms of total body rest, it's proven that when you are asleep, you actually burn calories. The average person burns around 77 calories an hour while sleeping. While watching TV, it's about 220 calories for the whole session of sitting down and watching TV. So, for example, if you sleep an average of uh, five or six hours, that's at least uh, 350 to 375 or more calories just from sleeping. And, of course, it depends on your basal metabolic rate and the minimum rate at which your body burns calories when at rest. And that's usually when you're sleeping. It also depends on what you're watching. For me, if I'm watching like Project Runway and Heidi Klum gets on the screen, it does it for me. I burn about 700 calories immediately. <laughs> and your blood pressure goes I go up. completely anaerobic. I just dropped my mic on that one. I got all excited. Nick was like, drop the mic. (laughs) I need clue. Okay, so I spoke about moonquakes and quakes in my pants. But let's get back to the earth. When you think of earthquakes, where do you think of when somebody says earthquakes? Nick? Los Angeles. Yes, California. Everybody does. San Andreas Fault. Well, think again. No, don't hurt yourself, Nick. (laughs) Think again. (laughs) What's that smoke coming out of the... Get ready for this one. The largest known earthquake was March 2016 in Prince William Sound, Alaska. It was a 9.2. 
two magnitude quake. Whoa, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, and and some of the polar bears that were interviewed. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they were it, all drinking coke. <laughs> they are amazing. <laughs> You're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. your totally useless GPS. It's time for geography. So get lost with Nick and Roy. We truly are a global podcast. Uh, our show goes around the world. We include uh, and welcome listeners from Tel Aviv, from the United Kingdom, of course, and in Oakville, Ontario, Canada. You know what's funny? Uh, we started a, a few of the subjects like sex, geography, fashion. They were written in uh, to us by email uh, with people, with uh, our audience members who asked us to do things. But geography is really special for us because me and Nick are, uh, every week we're just amazed, uh, Nick and I, excuse me, yeah. we're amazed at the at the different places. And we, we do actually speak to each other during the week and go, can you believe, you know, Zimbabwe? Can you believe, you know, yeah. places in India and, and Russia? <laughs> Imagine that. Cuba is the only Caribbean country that has a railway system. Okay, they have, they're the only Caribbean country that has a train system. Now, they have no toilet paper or money, but plenty of cigars and choo-choo trains. <laughs> I mean, what the hell do they have a train for? Well, they would, you would think they would transport toilet paper and other things, other necessities, you would think. No, no toilet paper. No, it's okay. No. Well, you can always use the tobacco leaves when in a pinch. That's why there's very little, very little handshaking going on in Cuba. <laughs> they were practicing social distancing. It has nothing to do with the pandemic. There's a place in England. Folks, what do you think makes those Cuban cigars taste so good? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. I don't want to think about that. No, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. There's a place in England called Bitchfield. That's right. Bitchfield is a yeah. small village. That's where all the women go. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a small village in South Kestevin, I guess is how it's pronounced, in the district of Lincolnshire. Now, if you remember Lincolnshire, a few episodes ago, we are talking about those swearing parrots. That's where they're from. No wonder. I, it's no surprise to me that the swearing parrots in Lincolnshire are close to a place called Bitchfield in England. It consists of two groups of buildings mm -hmm. connected by Dark Lane, known as Bitchfield. Not only that, but Lower Bitchfield. There's Higher Bitchfield and Lower Bitchfield. Mm -hmm. If you put them all together, it's Bitchfield. The name Canada comes from the St. Lawrence Iroquois Indians. The word Kanata oh. with a K-A-N-A-T-A, a Kanata. Okay. Which means in Iroquois, it means village. Okay. What it should have meant is white man can't hear right. Because <laughs> the settlers of Canada heard it as Canada, C-A-N-A-D-A, -A -A, when actually it was K-A-N-T, as in Tom A, Kanata, right. not Canada. <laughs> yeah, Akuma Kanata to you too. India. Akuma Matata. Yes. <laughs> India has the largest postal network in the world with over 100,000 post offices. It has touched the lives of every citizen for 150 years. 
On average, each post office serves a population of 7,800 people, and the core activity of the department is processing, transmission, and delivery of mail, which is collected from letterboxes, processed by network of mail offices, and conveyed by rail, road, and airlines all over the country. Now, later in the show, speaking of post office, we're going to do it in the sex section. We're going to tell you about playing post office in the sex section. <laughs> okay, that's coming up as you're listening to Totally Use This Information with Nick and Roy. In the country of Togo, Togo is a country. If a man gives a woman a compliment, okay, if he says, well, you look very pretty today, yeah. he has to marry her. And if he doesn't marry her, he's in shame. And so is she, I guess. If you like want to stay single in Togo, you just have to be honest with women. Like if they walk up and they go, wow, you're looking really fat today. <laughs> wow. You wear a lot of makeup. You must be really ugly without it. <laughs> yeah. You have feet the size of a clown. <laughs> and you're wondering why you were never voted mayor of Togo, were you? <laughs> Washington Square Park in New York City used to be a cemetery where 2,000 people were buried. Washington Square Park in Greenwich Village, you know, it's iconic, that iconic arch is the neighborhood made legendary by world-famous artists and musicians and writers that have flourished and created within the steps of those arches. However, what lies beneath that splendid, recently re-landscaped and renovated outdoor sanctuary is a bit more morbid. In a book called Around Washington Square, the author, Luther S. Harris, posed the question, what had made Greenwich Village such an important seedbed for the growth and flowering of culture in New York City and indeed the world? Well, perhaps it's been the fertilizing effects of 20,000 or so human corpses that still lie beneath the park. Mm -hmm. In Washington Square Park. Yes. It was a cemetery. Yes. But, you know, he wrote a book. He knows everything. Whatever. It is forbidden for airplanes to fly directly over the Taj Mahal. They cannot have flight patterns that fly over the Taj Mahal. And I don't know exactly for how many miles or how far it is, but they cannot fly over the Taj Mahal. So the building, now just to give you a little background too, because geography, the building was built by an Indian ruler who said it was a gift of his eternal love to his wife. Okay, you talk about a big spender. This guy's like, yeah, I'm going to get my wife something. I don't know what to get her. So I'm going to build her this like wonder of the world. <laughs> <laughs> he makes it bad for all of us. Yeah, it makes us look bad. <laughs> when we do retire in just a few years, Roy and I, we've been friends for over 40 years, by the way. We met in high school and we are close to retirement age. Not I think this is a place where you and yep. I, Roy, can retire. It's a place called Disappointment Island. This, <laughs> this, Story of our lives. This exactly. They. I think they. They. Uh, I think our, our names and our plaques are right outside the island. Disappointment Island is an uninhabited island in New Zealand. Although there are sixty-five thousand pairs of white-capped albatross who live there. In 1868, a steel tanker crashed on the island, which killed 68 people, leaving the 15 survivors waiting 18 months to be rescued. And in 1907, another ship ended up crashing there and 12 men drowned. So, note to self, do not go anywhere near Disappointed Island. 
you'll be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not much to see there. Wow. Disappointment Island. You know, Nick, you keep coming up with those stories. I think I'm going to retire our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the time being, you're listening to Totally Use This Information with Nick and Roy. Oh, yeah. All about sex. Now, due to the content of some of, of, uh, of today's um, topic in sex, I need to play our little disclaimer. The following segment of the Totally Useless Information podcast may be too sultry and too sexy for some listeners. For the rest of you, tough. I want to grow a pair. You notice how people put their ear closer to the speaker now? <laughs> <laughs> Not just their ears. So I mentioned yeah, earlier. Can you imagine they feel? Can you imagine they feel a little poke? <laughs> <laughs> that one uh, takes a bit. <laughs> oh, just a little bit. Um, so I mentioned earlier. I was teasing you how uh, we were talking about how in India has the most post offices in the world. So I thought, well, what about that sex game that we played as kids called post office? Playing post office or Postman's Knock is sometimes referred to is a kissing party game. Typically, girls group and boys groups. One group goes into another room, such as a bedroom, which is called the post office, to play. Each person from the outer group individually visits the post office. Once there, they get a kiss from everyone in the room. Then they return to the original room. Once everyone in the first group has taken a turn, the other group begins sending members to the first room. It has been referred to in the United States as, as popular culture since at least the 1800s, playing post office. I'm confused as hell. I'd rather stay in just one room. <laughs> and, kiss, <laughs> and kiss all the girls. Wow, that was very confusing, but thank you, Nick. I have a headache now. Overweight, obese women who love their bodies have just as much sex as any other woman. In fact, they have better sex than so-called perfectly shaped women. Who do they think they are, these heavyset women, having all the sex going on? No, but honestly, so that proves the fact. If you love what you see in the mirror, folks, you're happy and life is great and you have loads of sex. God, I look good. I'm looking at myself right now. <laughs> Yeah, we'll need a minute here. We'll pause now for a station identification. High heels and orgasms. Certain high-end shoe brands develop the arch in their high heel shoes to approximate the arch in a woman's pelvis when she's having an orgasm. The heels create a contraction in the pelvic floor, which is problematic because the pelvic floor that cannot contract further during orgasm. An orgasm is usually like going from zero to 60, According to Dr. Fromberg of Soho OBGYN, he explains if you're already at 55 miles an hour wearing high heels, you're not going to have a full experience. You're confusing me again. You got a lot of confusing sex things going on here. Well, now we're going from room to room, 50 <laughs> miles an hour having sex. <laughs> In high heels. In high heels. In a, well, I hope I'm not wearing them. I'll bust them. They'll break right off. Condom 101 here. Uh-oh. Yeah, get ready for this one. This is great. Some 51% of men surveyed said that they have problems 
putting condoms on. There is one direction that a condom goes in uh, for some women out there that don't understand this principle. It goes, it rolls in one direction. But anyway, these guys can't seem to figure it out. I just thank God for those big XL condoms. <laughs> it keeps rolling. I just thought I'd put that in. And rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. Uh, rounding the base. No, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, there's more. Hold on, I got oh, more. It's still rolling. Keep going. We're oh, rolling. Oh, yes, there's a lot more, like a big roll of saran wrap. Plus, 75% of men and 82% of women say that they never, ever have checked a condom for damage. Now, I'm probably guilty of that in my heyday. Are they kidding? Like, what? It's it's not a used car. It's a condom. You don't have to have it inspected or checked or whatever. Plus the fact it kind of ruins the mood, I think, when you go, hold on, let me turn the lights on and inspect this condom before I put it on. <laughs> Honey, I can't seem to see. Would you check it for me? <laughs> Can you? They should have glow-in-the-dark condoms. That's how you get yes. around that. Glow-in-the-dark condoms, and you test it by filling it up with water. Yeah, or condom checkers that come along on the date. <laughs> Good afternoon. My name is Harold, and I'll be your condom inspector for the evening. I was just going to say, with my luck, his name would be like Harry. <laughs> Harry Balls. Seems fine to me. Seems good to me. <laughs> Rounding the bases, we've used uh, baseball metaphors for, you know, reaching first base, second base, etc. The metaphor was first prevalent in mm -hmm. the aftermath of World War II. Sexual activities were described as if they were actions in the game of baseball. So for those of you who have forgotten and for those of you who are listening for the first time, first base means mouth-to-mouth -mouth kissing, especially French kissing, your favorite, the French. Second base is skin-to-skin -skin touching mm -hmm. or kissing of the breasts in some contexts. It may instead refer to touching any erogenous zones through the clothes, but not actually touching skin. Mm. Third base is touching below mm -hmm. the waist without any intercourse. And a home run, of course, is full head-on sexual intercourse. The Grand Slam, Nick. The Grand Slam was what I used to do when I couldn't figure out which of the three women I would take out, so I just took them all. <laughs> yeah, and they all cried foul. Call that the old Grand Slam. Yeah. They cried foul, and he's like, Harry, you better check. I got two more condoms to check you. <laughs> okay, people who communicate during sex, okay, with like oohs and ahs and screams of pleasure mm -hmm. are much happier with their sex lives, okay? So ladies, let it out. Men, just start screaming for your, you know, scream for your favorite deity, you know? Like, oh, God, you know, just scream it out. Plus the fact that maybe your neighbor will call the cops, you know, <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, your neighbor says somebody's being killed in there. <laughs> well, funny you should say that because coming up in news from around the world, I'm going to talk about where police broke up what they thought was a domestic dispute coming out of her home. But wait till you find out what it really was. That's coming up as you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. So having sex while you are sick, okay? Studies have shown that arousal and orgasm boosts your immune system. And while this means sex mm -hmm. could be good for you while you're feeling a little under the weather, 
definitely know when to opt for some chicken soup and some sleep over a little sexual healing. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Let's make love tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That was. So if you'd like more information on what we're talking about, and some people really need to know a lot more, go to our website, www.nickandroy.com. And now for something completely useless. What if your nose starts to itch while you're in a space suit? How do you scratch your hmm. nose? Space, Good question. The, the spa- thank you. The space helmet prevents you from scratching your nose, of course. Astronauts attach patches of Velcro to the inside of their helmet so they can scratch their noses. What? Say that one more time. Astronauts, to scratch their nose, astronauts attach patches of Velcro on the inside of their helmet so they can simply scratch their nose. Oh, that is so cool. I got to start putting some Velcro on the back inside of my shirts. (laughs) (laughs) It would work. (laughs) Then I don't need my wife at all anymore. I got somebody that can scratch my back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can go scratch your ass. If you'd like to send us an email, we'd like uh, some suggestions, some questions. Again, you go to our website, nickandroy.com. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? What's in your mailbag? Yeah, when you go to nickandroy.com, there's a thing there that says contact us and, uh, and, and message us, and you can send us an email just by going to nickandroy.com. It's that simple. It's that easy. Plus, you'll get to see our website, which has all kinds of cool stuff on it. Mm-hmm. So in the mailbag... I found this one. I, I, we, had, we got a lot of mail, folks, so send your mail in. Holly from Kansas. Holly from Kansas said that she stumbled upon our show by accident. I don't know what that means. And loves it. She, she says that she binged, listened to every show. That's a lot of listening. Thank you, Holly. Wow. That's a dedicated listener. And very, very sweet of you to say that you love the show. Thank you again, Holly. We are now in 53 countries around the world, and our mailbags are full constantly. But Holly said something. She asked if we can say hello to her mom, say hi to her mother, who is 99 years old this year. Okay? Now, this is what got me and why I read the letter. Holly says, her mom's name is Dorothy. Dorothy from Kansas. Oh, my God. So, so I would like to say, <laughs> follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow. <laughs> I can't believe her name is Dorothy from Kansas. And she's 99 years old. So all you have to do, Dorothy, from all of us here at Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, happy birthday. Just click your heels three times, and I don't know what happens. Maybe, I don't know what happens when you click your heels three times. Something's going to happen. You're 99, Nick. Don't tell her to click her heels. She might break a hip. (laughs) For everyone else under 99 years old, go to nickandroy.com. What's in the Totally useless information with Nick and Roy as they present dreams. Wake up. Wake up. 
dreams. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, yes, that's the totally useless information with Nick and Roy players. If you're dreaming that you're wearing or you see denim in your in your dream, it signifies ruggedness and durability. The dream may be analogous to your ability to withstand or endure a difficult period in your life. So denim is rough and durable. Oh, see, Nick does does like if you dream about something. Mm-hmm. I tend to do what like kind of the whole concept of dreams. All right. Most of our dreams are visual, mainly, and they have very little sound. Now, being that I just said that, you can think about it, and and you're like, yeah, really, I see it, but I really don't hear it. You don't have very many conversations in dreams, which is perfect for my sex dreams, because (laughs) just sex, no talking at all, (laughs) That, that ruins it. You don't talk during sex. So it's perfect. In fact, most dreams are picture form. There's very little movement. Now, now that's that's true. So most of it is dreams are like snapshots. So it's perfect. It's again for sex because you just lie there like a picture. You don't do anything. There's very little movement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is sound. There is sound in dreams. Uh, excuse me. Can I check your condom? Okay, Harry. (laughs) If you are dreaming of fishnet stockings or if you see fishnet stockings in your dream, it symbolizes sexiness, lust, and allure. The dream may be telling you that you need to be more daring. I just actually thought that Nick said, if you dream you're wearing fishnet stockings. Yeah. So I thought about Nick wearing (laughs) fishnet stockings. And I will never have another sex dream in my life again. Or go fishing. <laughs> it just ruined it for me. <laughs> oh, my God. We mostly put dreams together about things that have happened within the last day to three days, researchers have found. We link the events together as well, but usually not longer than three days. So our dreams have a short memory So if I watch something, let's say like America's Got Talent, okay, the show America's Got Talent, okay, the next night I'll dream about Heidi Klum, just visual, no talking. (laughs) Yeah, and that's... And me just laying there, I don't move. (laughs) The no talking part is as as per her request. She's a tiger, that Heidi Klum. She's from Liechtenstein. To see or wear a hard hat in your dreams implies that you need to protect your ideas. Someone may be trying to take credit for your work. Alternatively, the dream may be telling you that you're being hard-headed. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. The old hard hat. Can I have Harry check that out, too? (laughs) (laughs) Can I check your hard hat? That's Dr. Harry. Okay, if you experience low stress at work and at home, low stress, odds are that you'll have happy dreams or like low stress, like a low stress massage has a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) Back to sex. Can you imagine these scientists, though? 
they spent millions of dollars to turn around and tell us, if you have no stress in your life, you have happy dreams. Well, what else the hell would you have? You have nothing bad going on. You go home. What, are you going to ruin it with a horror story dream? No, no, you have a good dream. You dream you're watching America's Got Talent. <laughs> Wearing fishnet stockings and a hard hat. Just laying there. <laughs> Can I check your condom? To dream that you're wearing a chicken suit implies that your subconscious is calling you a chicken. You're lacking confidence in yourself. Just say it again. The dream. If you're dreaming that you're wearing a chicken suit, it implies that your mm -hmm. subconscious is calling you a chicken. You're lacking confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I, I never dreamt that I was wearing a chicken costume. Yeah, because both of us are quite confident. Did I ever tell you the time my brother was working for Taco Bell and they made him wear the taco costume? Oh, really? <laughs> that must have been delightful. <laughs> yeah, like tomato and lettuce. and. Okay, women have sex dreams more about celebrities than men do. Women tend to have dreams about celebrities. So if they see someone they think is sexy, Brad Pitt, let's say, they'll dream about Brad Pitt, where men tend to dream about more practical, perfect strangers or maybe a voluptuous woman, but she has no actual identity. See, we're so much more practical. Just give us a hot woman. She doesn't have to be famous. In fact, it's better if she's not because then we don't have to worry about any, you know, being in the Enquirer or anything like that. And, yeah. You know, yeah. it, it just gets messy. It yeah. gets messy. You know, I had this all with Heidi Klum. I said, Heidi, I got to cut you off. I'm done. I, there's no more talking. I'm just going to lay here. <laughs> Can I check your condom? <laughs> You're listening. <laughs> So, as you've listened to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, we talked about science, we traveled the globe, we talked about sex, and of course, dreams, it's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. We have two stories today. Police in Brighton, Ontario, which is just east of us uh, here in Toronto, which is where I am. They said they were originally called to a home after neighbors heard what they believed to be a domestic dispute. Ontario Provincial Police Constable Steve Bates said the neighbors knew the home was usually occupied by a couple, but police found only one person when they arrived. They heard him yelling and saying, I hope you die, and all kinds of things and so on. So when cops arrived, they located the male of the household alone in the house, screaming at his pet parrot, who apparently was swearing at him. Okay. And he was having a fight with his parrot. This is how bad it got. They thought it was a domestic dispute. I hope you die. The man had been drinking. Oh, surprise, surprise. Adding that the parrot did not appear to be hurt in any way. They always escape those parrots. Yeah. Cop, the cop gave him a ticket for having a nasty beak. <laughs> I'm going to wash your beak out with soap. And our second story comes to us across in Europe. An elementary school in France had to ban late-arriving parents from hurling their kids over the closed gate. What? <laughs> so some tardy moms and dads 
would literally throw their children over the six-foot fence outside the Trillard School in, in Avignon, according to the principal. It hasn't happened that many times, but as little as it happened, we preferred to get ahead of it. So they put up a big sign, do not throw your kids over the fence. I do not throw my kids over the, over the uh, gate, says one uh, parent. The sign includes instructions to parents to please arrive before 8.30 a.m. and back at 10 or 3 p.m. when the gates are reopened. But if the gates are closed, do not hurl your kids over the fence. So let's get this straight. Now, the parents are hurling them over the fence into the school. That's correct, because they're late. Right. So, see, I had, being from New York and Italian, a lot of family members that were in prison that did it the opposite way. (laughs) (laughs) They threw them over the gate into freedom. (laughs) So, if if you have a news item you'd like for us to explore here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, simply go to our website, Nick and Roy. Don't bother. Yeah, we're busy. Uh, Go to (laughs) NickandRoy.com. I'll tell you why we're busy. That's all the time we have for this week's episode. We're going to be busy scouring the internet far and wide to find more totally useless information for you guys next week. You go to NickandRoy.com. NickandRoy.com. Leave us a message. Leave us some email. You'll be on the show. Tell a friend about the trend by sharing and subscribing. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening.